The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. With your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate color. I am such a color geek. Um, we're here with Jules Standish, who's considered one of the UK's leading color experts, the head of color at the London College of Style, and author of How Not to Wear Black and The Essential, Essential Guide to Mindful Dressing. She's appeared on TV, The Lorraine Kelly Breakfast Show, Chrissy B. Wellbeing Chat Show, and BBC Southeast 6 O'Clock News. Now, Jules is also the author of a colorful dose of optimism. Prescribe your own happy colors to feel good now. Jules, thank you so much for joining me today. I've been excited to have you on. Oh, I've been excited to come on. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. So let's dive right in. Um, how did you even get started to, in understanding the, the, the power of color? Well, I, um, about 16, 17 years ago, decided to embark on on, uh, a styling course because I loved colours and fashion and I spent so much time styling with my friends. I thought, yeah, I'm going to go and get qualified. It's quite important to me to feel that, you know, I've really understood how to do this on a professional level. So I found a course down in Brighton in the And the first thing they said to me was, well, Jules, that's great, but the way we do things here is we really would like you to do colour first. And I sort of, mm, I went, okay, well, if that's what I need to do, I'll get the colour done really quickly and move on to the styling. Anyway, so I had to do 20 case studies for my colour course. And I learned all about the history and the theory, the psychology, and it was so fascinating. And I got to case study number five. And I remember seeing this person in the mirror and I, you know, I was experimenting and they didn't know what to expect. And this smile just appeared on this person's face and the energy of this person changed. The skin looked healthy and glowing and the whole persona changed. And I watched this energy shift as well as the way 
their appearance just looked so much healthier and more youthful. And I just thought, wow, this is really powerful. I've, I've really got this. And so I absolutely love the colour. In fact, when I got to the styling bit, I thought, you know, I'm just going to add that on because <laughs> that's my add-on. And I then spent five years practising everything, really. I was then out doing colours and styling, personal shopping, and I incorporated all of it to help people really just understand how to wear their clothes, their styles and colours that help them. And, and then I wrote How Not to Wear Black because I was just so bowled over by how many people loved to wear black, particularly women, and how many people really didn't suit it and how draining it can be to our looks and our energy for those of us who really don't belong to the, the, the what I would call the, the cooler palette and the personality type that really suits it. So I wrote it not having any idea whether anybody was going to love it or, or not. And um, it kind of put me into a different stratosphere of colour and sent me into the media and, and, and a public platform and I just found my happy place, you know? And so now I, you know, if I'm asked to do styling work, of course I can talk about it and do it, but color is my absolute passion. Now, this is beyond, I think it was the eighties, we saw, you know, dress for your season. So this is beyond that. So what can we expect from just changing up our colors? So you're right. I mean, wow, we have so many amazing, particularly leading American, uh, ladies uh, who brought, you know, some fantastic colour seasons and colour analysis in, into the world and certainly brought it over to the UK. And we, we're very thankful to these amazing women for really pioneering colour analysis. Um, I particularly, uh, the course that I learned was, was particularly based on Bernice Kentner's work and, and she really put personality with seasons. Mm. And so me, when I learned all about it, it just felt so holistic because, you know, there's no point really for me sending someone out into the world who's very introverted in bright, hot colours, who really don't want to walk into a room and everyone to go, wow, look at, you know, Sarah or, or Tom or in, in, in lots of, you know, a bright orange suit. That would make them feel incredibly uncomfortable. Equally, someone who's very extrovert and who likes uh, to stand out and make an entrance, you wouldn't put that person in a lot of very dark, invisible colours for them. So to me, tying in personality with seasonal genetics is a very important part of allowing each person to be very uniquely themselves, very um, authentic in their own way. Colour is very personal to each individual. You might love to wear, you know, lots of red, but, but actually somebody else might choose to wear a different shade of red and maybe in a different quantity to you. So whilst you might feel really comfortable going out one day in a, in a red jacket and, and a skirt or trousers, you know, there's other times equally when your mood might make you feel that that's too much, that that's too much energy, <laughs> that's too much standout for, for Christy. So therefore, maybe just a red shirt with a neutral jacket is how you feel that day. So I think it's not just about matching colours to seasons and personalities, but also your mood. So that's where the psychology then comes in. How are you feeling, Christy? Are you really tired? Do you need that boost of red to give you energy? Or perhaps it's too much and actually you need calming down because you're feeling quite anxious about 
I don't know, something you're doing at work or maybe communicating with someone and you actually need to get into a more calming zone and feel less anxious. And then you would go into the blues and the greens more. So uh, when you put the whole thing together, you get a, what I would call a, um, a wonderful world of colour that then mm. every day you consciously and mindfully choose the best shades and the amounts and how you put them together, colour combining too, how you do that. And that's kind of what I've tried to do with a colourful dose of optimism. I've put the whole package together and allowed you to find your own happy space within your world rather than you know, dictating to you how that should be, allowing you to choose that. Right. So Jules, how does the optimism piece play into this? Because I really believe that in this day and age, you know, I think as a planet, we've all been through so much. And it really struck me when I was writing this in lockdown that, you know, we really don't have control over everything in in our lives. We like to. And it's actually that sense of uh, a loss of control that sends a lot of us, I think, um, I'm speaking for myself personally, but also people I've worked with, an anxious place that we don't feel in control. But actually, we're not entirely in control of an awful lot of things that are happening in our world. But we can take control of the colours that we wear that have an impact on our moods. So when we think about how we see colour, the wavelengths of light and how they affect us, they do have um, a physical impact on us. So the wavelengths of light um, that I'm looking out my window now and seeing lots of sunlight coming in at the end of the day, but it's sort of very warming and I've got lots of greens. So when we look at green, it's it's quite restful. It's sort of midway on the spectrum. And that's quite restful on our eyes. And when we see colour, colour is light, and about 80% of what we actually see goes towards our eyesight. But there's about 20% that actually goes through the photoreceptors at the back of the eye and is absorbed by the glands, our glandular system. So the hypothalamus in particular, which is a gland of heat and metabolism and can affect our our adrenaline and our moods. So the reds, the longer wavelengths of light, those colors are very uh, headlining, they're very standout. So red is that color that's used for danger, for passion, the color of blood, hearts, beating hearts. It is that color that really makes us take notice. So when we wear lots of red, we are going to stand out. You put someone in a red outfit and a black outfit, obviously the person in the red outfit is going to get noticed. But red also does increase our adrenaline. It is possible to do that with red. So if you're feeling tired, we can use red. So we go through all the colors in the spectrum and the opposite of that, of course, is blue and the blue skies, the blue seas. When we look at that, blue releases a calming hormone. So it has opposite impact. So when we talk about optimism, it is unique and individual to each of us. And we have to look at culturally how colors are viewed differently all over the world. So how we might see uh, white in the West is very different to how it might be seen in certain countries in the East. We have to be incredibly mindful of culture uh, worldwide. The one thing I think that we can all universally share is nature. So the blue sky that makes us feel happy when it returns, uh, the green in nature that is calming and restful on our eyes is refreshing. We think of in springtime all those new shoots that are coming up. That's all offering us new beginnings, um, hope for the future. Um, And so I think when we think about the colors that 
are around us that affect us on that physical level. And then we look at the emotional uh, relationship we have with colours. So you might have grown up, had a really happy holiday somewhere and slept in a, in a beautiful pink bedroom. So that shade of pink might always evoke happy memories for you. And it might then be Christie's favourite. Equally, you might have had a very bad experience wearing a colour and you might think, mm, that's a colour that really doesn't make me feel good. There are shades of every colour, so I always encourage everyone to explore those and not to rule out a whole spectrum of colours based on one bad experience. But you can see my point. It becomes very emotional. And hence the reason colour is so individual. My happy place, my favourite colour is orange. Yours, Christy, might be that shade of pink. So our favourites will make us feel good when we wear them. But the brighter, lighter shades, the more vibrant shades, they are the ones that have an instant impact on our eyes. So I think when we're talking lighter, brighter shades, as we have in the summer, you know, those are going to have more of an impact than the darker shades and how we necessarily feel in the darker, colder months when we get less light. You know, sad is a, is a thing, isn't it? It's it is. People, is being some people seasonal. really suffer from. Yes, seasonal effect so, order, of course. So I think we have to look at uh, the impact that the brighter shades, we have a big thing over here at the moment called dopamine dressing. And it is all about wearing these bright, um, kind of bold and even neon shades that everybody's wearing to really try and get everybody's mood boosted and uplifted. It's, it is a major kind of fashion statement over here at the moment. I don't know if you're having this in the States, but it's a big deal. People are really trying to increase their optimism by increasing the dopamine, the feel-good hormone in the brain by wearing colours that make you feel good, get you complimented, which I think we're all, you know, I know I speak for myself, it's hard sometimes to be complimented. Mm-hmm. But it also it means that if someone says, wow, you look well today, that's a compliment. That means you're looking healthy and probably wearing one of your best colours. Exactly. So, yeah, how does wearing the colours affect us? So wearing the colours, how they affect us, because we are all it would seem genetically predisposed to either being on the cooler spectrum or the warmer spectrum, depending on our, you know, our our inherited uh, underlying skin tone. So generally people tend to fall into the cooler categories and that's the blue based colors or the warmer categories that have the yellow golden base. And once you've understood that and that is a very basic draping system that again was you know bought, bought into our world uh, by those amazing american ladies that we talked about earlier of color analysis so we you know in order to ascertain what someone's genetics are accurately we do need to put color drapes up against the face uh without any signs of makeup hopefully with hair off the face because you know we we all not all, but we do tend to change our hair color, particularly as we age. But, you know, we like to, to, to mess around with our color and sometimes it's right, sometimes it's not. And we have to work with that. So you put the drapes up against the skin and that way you can really ascertain where a person will sit in a palette. And then you have to ascertain whether that person suits the stronger colors. So you might in the darker skin tones suit the much stronger colors or someone um, with paler looks might suit uh, the softer, more delicate colors. It really depends where someone is on that palette. And again, that is something individual, but the genetic uh, science behind it is a genuine thing. 
Right, right. So your book, A Colorful Dose of Optimism, how is it meant to be used? So how does the, how does the reader use it? Okay, so I have put together a diagnostic system, which is very simple and easy to use. Um, it's like a perfect plan, really, to find your happy colors. So you can work through the questions that ask you and hopefully determine your skin tone, so your genetics. Then you go into a set of questions that look at your personality and ask you questions about your personality traits. And once you've determined that and discovered what season you might fit into and what appeals to you and what you think suits you, then we go into the psychology of the colors and when you might then choose to wear one of your colors for any given time for an event to make you feel good. So I've kind of put it all together so that that then leads you into your happy colors and um, details what all those happy colors might be. So whether they're bright or muted, soft or, or vibrant. And then I've gone into how you can really start again. So how do you look at your wardrobe in a different way now you know what your happy colors are? Because, you know, it's very sustainable and this kind of key word that we're in, but actually, if you know your colors and you get them right, and you open the door every morning in your wardrobe, and the only things that are there are the colors that really suit you. So your neutrals, uh, all your best shades, all your colors in the right styles, they're there. So there's no defaulting to something because you bought it, you don't particularly like it, but uh, it's, it's the only thing you can think of because it's easy, it's convenient. Um, you know that it's not a color you're gonna have to worry about anyone commenting on. So, and I think this is why so many people do end up wearing black and some of the darker colors because it's, it's that lack of knowledge and help. Um, but if you open your door and you've got all those colors, they all go together in some way. So your neutrals complement you, then it's a matter of what, what are you doing that day? How are you going to put things together? How might you color combine some of those things? How do you feel? Do you want to clash? Do you want to harmonize? And the book really leads you to that. So it's all about creating a happy wardrobe for you. Mm -hmm. and, and then how to wear it um, to work. So whether you're on a, a virtual Zoom, which I think we've so many of us have, have now learned how to be on a Zoom, but you know, you've still got to look good. You've still got to present your own. Uh, image in a way that really lights up the screen so that you're memorable so that you know you're giving off all, all those happy vibes to other people watching you color is something that we all see in each other so we want to encourage other people to feel good um and obviously going back into the workplace how to shop how to shop online which again has become a really big thing and then how to find your colorful comfort zone so a lot of us have, you know, um, really got into the comfort zone, but, you know, how to not always think about being in the grey zone, <laughs> grey tracksuits, you know, how we can really up the feel-good factor with some colours in our casual clothing. And then I finally done colour in the home, really, taking your personality into your home, using your colour palette mindfully to boost your mood every time you walk in through your front door and also what mood you're trying to create in each room and how you can do different colors psychologically, what they'll help you to do. Right. Now, I know that, <clears throat> you know, there are color forecasts for each year, each new season. I used to work at Hallmark 
uh, you know, the greeting card company, and we'd have these, these are the color palettes for this year, this is the color palette for this summer, and um, so how do we operate when, um, you know, the trendy colors might not be the ones that we particularly gravitate toward? I think it's a really key question, and it's in fashion as well as it is in homeware. And actually, Pantone, as you know, I'm sure being in America, are the kind of leading color specialists. And they spend huge amounts of time researching, you know, uh, the zeitgeist and, and uh, of the world and, and what's going on in art and culture um, and fashion. And, and they bring that to us. And, and this year, we've got this incredible sort of periwinkle bluey purple color, which of course is incredibly um, inspiring and creative. Um, and you know, really interesting that, that that's kind of the, the, the sort of the leader of the orchestra, this kind of blue. And blue, of course, is one of the world's favorite colors. And maybe that's because we're all surrounded by, you know, the, the calming, comforting blue skies and seas. It's, it's a sense of trust that we know that however grim the weather, the, the sky is going to be blue again. Um, but that is kind of leading in fashion. Now, that, what's really interesting about the Pantone colors is they, they forecast every every season and set a trend certainly on the catwalks. And in interiors, you've got all the different paint companies and they all put out their favorite colors. I have to say that in fashion this year, fashion in particular, I would say that green is probably the biggest color trend that I have seen. I worked with a brand last week who's actually an accessories brand and their entire store, they've just rebranded re their London flagship store in green. <laughs> the whole shop is green. Mm. Incredible, the energy that you feel uh, being surrounded, like, like you're outside in nature. It kind of gives you that incredible yeah. sense of freshness and, you know, so amazing. Um, it's very personal. And I think it's good to understand what the trends are and um, it's kind of interesting to understand why they're there and how they can help us and how we can tap into them. But it's a bit like understanding that if you fall into, let's say, the spring season and the spring season palette is going to be warm and bright. You, when you come into spring, all your spring colors are going to be available to purchase in the shops, uh, whether you want to do your home, there's going to be loads of spring stuff going on. But what happens to a spring palette and a personality when winter comes along. So does that mean the springs then go and buy all the winter stuff, but then it sits in the wardrobe for the rest of the year because they've gone and bought a palette that doesn't really belong to them. And the key thing is to always remember to wear your spring colors, but maybe when you go into winter, you need to tone them down with some neutrals because it's just too much to go out in your brights, but those neutrals need to be yours. So I think the key thing is, again, with the trends is embrace them, but always make sure that you're following your own heart and your own intuition and also the knowledge of what your best colors are. And then pull those bits of fashion or interiors in that are trends, because don't forget, next year, the trends will have changed. Exactly. You can't, the amount of money you would spend changing everything up because the trends change, whereas if you stick with everything that really suits you, you can add those little bits in, depending on your budget. You can go small, you can go large. And then if you love them, they stay. And if you don't, it was a trend. But hey, you know, you've, um, you've, you've got your best colors. They're still there. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes um, you go into a shop and all of the all of the selections are in this color that's a new color, new trendy color, and it doesn't look necessarily look great on everybody, right? So that, it makes it kind of hard when shopping. Now, um, Jules, what about people who are colorblind or vision impaired? How does color affect them? I mean, it's it, that, this is a big question, and I'm not a scientist, but, you know, I do know, having um, trained certain students who've come to me and said, I, d- I don't see that colour the way you're seeing the colour. And I remember having a student who actually did say, I can't see that as a blue. I see that as, as something completely different. Wow. And, you know, we are all individual, and, you know, we all need to em- embrace our own uniqueness in that way. And I think if someone... Uh, has a different view of colours, then it's very important for them to find those colours in their world that make them happy. And they might not be like your colour, might your favourite might not be mine. I think that everybody has to be treated in that way as equal. So therefore, it is about the colours that, that they can see that bring them that instant hit of um, energy, maybe, or calmness, and then that might be in a different way to us, but that's the way that their colors are viewing it. So their eyes are viewing it. So, you know, it can be um, very individual. You know, when we talk about the wavelengths and light and how they affect us, it's kind of general. But of course, you're going to have individuals. Um, I actually did work um, with someone who who was partially blind. And, um, and I remember her coming into my training <clears throat> class and I said to her, look, I'm it, you know, if you don't want to come up and be demonstrated on, I'm very mindful of, of how you would like um, to be treated and how would you, you know, how do you see this session working for you? And, and she said, no, I, I'd like to be treated equal. Thank you very much. That's just great. And I would like to come up and be demonstrated on for everyone to see the best colours on me. And I can see colour to a certain extent. So I will be able to participate in in probably not the same as everyone else, but to me, that will be my participation for me. And it was fantastic. And she looked amazing in all her colors and she was able to see them to an extent, enough for her to feel the difference when she had them on. So it's very powerful. And um, uh, and I think even in a really small way, I, I always say, even if I've helped someone change into or, or find one color that they love, you know, um, it might be, just a really small thing that I have helped someone to embrace in their world of, of colour. So I think everybody, that person who is um, partially sighted, hopefully got as much, if not more, out of it than someone who just took one colour away as a new colour. Oh, that's fantastic. Right, because it just literally opened their eyes to it. Exactly. That's a great way of saying it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a coworker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, Back to our podcast and back to our guest. Now, um, you know, there's, of course, there are certain colors that we, that we wear that we really feel great. We feel empowered and bold, etc. Could people perceive us a different way than how we perceive ourselves in that color? It's like, in other words, is it the eye of the beholder that creates this effect? So um, that's a great question, isn't it? I mean... It, it, when we wear colors, they have an impact on those around us. Right. And it's, a, it's kind of like projecting an image. Um, again, I worked with a student who had never worn yellow. And um, her palette, actually, when she had been analyzed, included a very bright yellow. And um, she reported back, she'd been at work, and she said, I, I wore my new yellow coat because I thought I'm just, you know, she went large. She went yellow coat rather than just a small, you know, yellow lapel on her shirt which obviously this is a personality thing you know that was her personality she went big <laughs> went out and she said honestly everybody was smiling at me and she said at the end of the day I had to sit down because she said I just couldn't I was so overwhelmed by all the smiles and she woman sat down next to me and I said to her I'm just getting smiled at all day and she went well I'm not surprised it's your yellow coat she said it's so bright and sunny it's having an impact and she went, yes, you are so right. I literally have been blown away by how obviously I've made everyone smile. And the thing about smiling, you know, is 
you know, there's science that's been done on smiling. That even if we don't feel like it, if we smile, it does actually release some of those happy hormones. Just just the mere physical act of of smiling. So, if you think that we can have that impact by wearing a colour on other people, that is powerful. And I often get asked, you know, what should I wear to an interview? It's one of the top questions I think that I probably get asked. Mm -hmm. And it's a really, you know, it's a really interesting question because, you know, blue is um, kind of time and time again voted the world's favorite color. And there are many shades of blue to suit everyone. And blue's qualities are amazing. It's the color of communication. We think of the throat chakra and we think of communicating. It is the color of trust, diplomacy, um, it shows that you're a good team player. It means that you're going to turn up for the job, that you can be relied upon, you know, to get the job done. So it has so many incredibly positive properties. The darker shades of blue, the navies, they're very corporate based. And if you think about navy, it is that traditional conservative color. The lighter and the brighter you go, the more playful blue becomes. So... Would you wear an all-navy outfit? Well, if you were maybe going into a corporate firm um, or like a law firm or a finance business, that would be probably very appropriate because you are giving that conservative traditional in its totality. However, if you were going into um, a more creative environment or a more casual environment, wearing those lighter, brighter shades will actually give a more, more a, a different sense of blue because they are more, more vibrant, probably more playful, more fun-loving. So, and then, you know, if you put that blue with red um, to show that you're driven and passionate about the job, suddenly there's a combination going on that projects a different image that your interviewer is picking up from you when you walk in. So, you know, I think that um, if that person going for a job interview walked in in a bright red trouser suit would be fabulous if they were going into a, a very creative, maybe a media base. But the impact that red's going to have on your interviewer is going to be quite standout. Like that person likes to make an impression, likes to stand out, um, probably likes to lead. So, you know, you've got all these things that come across on a very subconscious level. Yes. That we are wearing because, of course, we're projecting our image onto those people who are seeing us. So first, you know, going out on a date with someone, you know, right. going out in a black outfit, of course, very popular. You're keeping your emotions hidden, maybe for the next date. So if that's who you are and that's what you are trying to do, then great. Equally, you might want to go out wearing a lot of orange because it's a color of sociability and adventure. So if you want to project that about your personality, that person you're meeting is probably going to feel that the moment you walk in. It's like, whoa, that sunny, warm color is what you see. Mm -hmm. Well, I can imagine that, too, like you said, the, the cultural expectations and the cultural um, views on color can have some, something to do with that as well and, and how we're perceived even, I think. You know, I'm I think culturally, we have to be very mindful in this world. You know, we grow up in an environment where we are, you know, from the moment we're born, we see colours around us in our environment and nature. But each country has its own um, patriotic flag. Each country has its own political party colours. Each country will have its own traditions. 
And those traditions are what we we all grow up in. And it could be religious, it could be just, you know, it could be tradition, it could be political, as I've said. There are so many different reasons for that. And, you know, I teach online classes um, with students all over the world. Uh, you know, I have people from, from the East, I have people from um, Australia, America. I, they all get up at all different times to come on our lives, which is amazing for us to see. But it's the first thing that I say is that, Guys, this is each relative to where you are. We have to be mindful of that. And then we move into the next layer of how colour affects us physically and emotionally and obviously on the colour analysis level. But, you know, colour and branding, it's the same thing, isn't it? If you look, right, exactly. Let's think of Coca-Cola, because we all know Coca-Cola. Is that white on a red branding? You know, it, it's energising. It's exciting. It gets us going. You know, that red, that's what it's all about. So, you know, McDonald's, for instance, you know, that that big, joyful M, yellow, you know, that, that kind of instant hit of warmth and sunshine and, and joy and happiness on a red, you know, fast food, energizing, get going, go in, go out, take it. And then, you know, look at the, the difference now in their approach in Europe. They've certainly now... Uh, a, a trialing, or I think it's been around for ages now, the green McDonald's. You know, this is the more environmentally aware so, McDonald's. So sorry, what was that? A green McDonald's? Yeah, we have green in Europe. There are green McDonald's branding. My goodness. Yeah. So I don't know whether there still is. There certainly they trialed it. So um, I forgive me. I, I don't know because I haven't I haven't been to Europe recently. Obviously, as you can imagine, but it was that you know, uh, that whole kind of enterprise as to when we go green, green is associated with environmentally friendly, eco-friendly. And in this world that we're in now, green is a, you know, it's a big nature colour. So people who are, you know, in that brand world, we think of Prada, you know, the black, the authority, leadership. Um, Prada is very much, uh, you know, sees themselves as the high end of fashion. And black has that image. So it's very key and it, it's all around us. It's really how conscious we are of it. I think it's really fascinating. Certainly my students start to say, crikey, how do you, how do you cope with, you know, going on the tube and looking at everybody? Don't you want to do all their colours for them? And I say, yes, it's quite interesting. Okay, but I was a little bit concerned with coming on with you with <laughs> kind of burnt orange colour. I know it's not my color, but I love the style of this dress that I just bought, and they didn't have it in any other colors. So I was I was a little bit intimidated. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's actually a really beautiful color. I kind of see that as um, it's kind of all chestnut, isn't it? It's so it's a really rich, beautiful, like a a, a terracotta, yeah, like a with that kind of conquer color behind it, and it's you know that's a very grounding color. So I think it's interesting and it goes beautifully with all the highlights in your hair. And, you know, we look at skin first. You know, I when I do the genetic color analysis, we look at skin first. And it's why, you know, we need to tie the hair back because that might be natural. It might not be. So I have to take it, strip everything back down to basics and then we build it back up again. Mm -hmm. Thing is, if someone has, you know, dyed their hair, um, let's say because they want to create a different look. Mm -hmm. so their skin might tell me it's belonging to one genetic palette, but their hair is saying something else. Now, right. they don't want to change their hair. They want the, the, the look. 
So therefore, what I would do is give them their genetic palette that suits them best against their skin to make them look younger and healthy and youthful and glowing and, you know, get the energy high. I love all that. But if the hair color is really opposing the natural genetics, then simply, and, and actually dyeing one's hair very dark can be one of those or, or very, very light. So you, you kind of go, let's say you're in a warm palette and you put yourself into a very cool palette. I would simply say to you, if you dyed your hair jet black, I would say, right, fine. Wear black away from your face. So you've got the harmony then with your hair and the jacket or the colors that you're wearing away from your, your complexion. Because that's what you potentially would be saying to me. I want this look to help me to create it, but still remaining looking attractive and healthy and well within it. And this is where color becomes incredibly individual because I would work with you. I would be telling you it's not your best but you want it, it makes you feel good. So let's make it work for you. I like that because I do wear a lot of black myself. My daughter does a lot of black and um, you know, it's not for everybody and there are ways to look good in it and ways to not look good in it. I think the other thing is color is therapy and an awful lot of people love to wear black. And if I tell them, no, it's not your palette. You can't ever wear it. I will send them into therapy. And that is the opposite of what I am trying to do. <laughs> so if it isn't something that you should be wearing head to toe, that's, that's really okay. Let's find a way to make it work in your wardrobe for you, that you stay happy, but that you keep yourself looking, looking good and, and feeling good too. So I think um, there is a way to do it. I'm not kind of within that you absolutely have to stick to that palette and also you know as we age you know and our color fades and I get a lot of people saying to me I feel I feel invisible you know my hair's gone gray or white and I've gone into all these pastel shades to kind of because that's what's happened to my coloring you know and I think it's even more important in a way to then stick to colors whether they be bright or muted or you know whatever suits your palette to keep you feeling good about yourself. Why shouldn't we all feel good till, you know, we're, we're well, well, well into older at any age, you know, color knows no, it knows no boundaries where gender or age or ethnicities come into it, which is why I love working with color so much. There are no boundaries to it. And at any age, we should feel good about ourselves. Right. Absolutely. Of course, I approach color from more of a spiritual and therapeutic background as a Reiki master and the importance of, you know, the colors that we're visualizing as we're releasing things, the colors we need to bring in to strengthen certain chakras, etc. Do you work with that at all? Um, for me, when I am doing colors on someone, I very much feel the energy of the colors when I put them on certain people. Right. It's something I've kind of always felt um, from when I started it, I was able to really be able to feel it and help the other person really see it um, at the same time because it's, to me, colour is an energy. <laughs> so it's not just about the colours we see, it's how we absorb it too. So I'm, I'm entirely with you. And I've always thought yellow was such an interesting one because, you know, where everybody loves to wear black, yellow is the colour, particularly for women, that they, they are scared of. And when I first qualified, I remember going up and down my local high street with a, with a clipboard, stopping people in the street and going, do you have any yellow? How do you feel about yellow? 
and they'd all say, and I, I love yellow. I've always enjoyed wearing yellow. I have to wear a certain golden shade. I can't just wear any yellow. Um, and they'd all go, oh, Jules, you look great in it, but no, it doesn't suit me, and, and I can't wear it. And I've got this yellow dress sitting in my cup, but I can't get it out. And, you know, I see yellow as it's a very stimulating colour, mm-hmm. and it's the most... Uh, the, the most visual color on the spectrum so it's kind of got that instant that's why we right. yellow in our world that is that um you know high-vis jackets that we see on people who are cycling and on railway lines and stuff it's yellow it's out there we need to see yellow it can be um very it can be quite stressful on the eyes too if you wear yellow a lot or you see a lot of yellow you'll probably need to go and sit in a calming blue or green room just to uh calm yourself down because it's very stimulating so sleeping in yellow i always kind of say "Mm, be be mindful of how much yellow you have in your bedroom but it's a great color to have in a study or a child's playroom because you will get a lot of mental creativity going but going back to this certainly this female thing with yellow i kind of came to the conclusion and certainly from doing lots of color analysis with yellow was that um i think we kind of lose our way in the world sometimes because we are we give to, to other people and our families a lot and yellow is the color as you know of the solar plexus and the emotional center and this lack of self-confidence that happens particularly at a certain age um i found quite poignant and so i kind of like to help people understand how to wear yellow because i think it's a really powerful color of self-love and even if we can wear small amounts of yellow I think it does us a lot of good right absolutely just having the vibration of these different colors is very therapeutic and I think it's important for that to talk about color and it's important yeah I agree with you and I also think that you know this is where you can overdose on one color and I know that orange for me is my favorite and I, you know, I love nothing more than an orange trouser suit when I'm talking because it really gives me lots of energy if I'm doing a speech to people. Mm-hmm. But I have to try and put some balance with it because, you know, um, it will make me feel very adrenal. <laughs> and so uh, balancing it with some some blue or some uh, some calming colors is very good for me because I understand that I need that balance. And I think that we can like having... It's a bit like, you know, having sunstroke. If you have too much of any color, yeah. too much blue can make you feel actually, and particularly in the darker shades, can actually make you feel a bit low. Too much bright light and, and you know, it is very hard on the eyes. So very into color combining. I talk a lot about it in my book because it's, it's about balance too. I really believe, and I'm sure you know this better than anyone as a healer, we need balance in our lives. And sometimes more than any other time, you know, it depends what we're going through emotionally and physically, how important the balance and how we choose to balance colors. You know, are they next door to each other on the color wheel? So are they friendly? (laughs) Are they are they good neighbors or do they sit opposite on the color wheel? And therefore they are bolder and and, um, they're kind of more challenging on our eyes. So what we would call the, the, the colors that clash. So very very bright red with very bright green they're quite hard to put together yes whereas if you wore bright red with very dark green it automatically changes the dynamics a bit like turquoise being worn with bright orange if you wore navy blue 
with peach, it completely changes the dynamics of those color combinations. So that's again, down to your palette and also down to your personality and what you're doing. Right, and who you're with and the situation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So your book, A Colorful Dose of Optimism, does that help the reader to determine their color palette or do they need to see a color? Okay, so yes, that uh, it absolutely does. What I have created with this book and I'm, I'm, um, thank you for asking me that because it's um, an exciting part of where the book leads you. So I wrote the book as a guide. There aren't any images in it because I didn't want people to be carrying around a book when they went shopping. <laughs> so what I've created from the book, when you've read it and uh, determined your color palette, there is a link from the book to a unique website that I have created with all the images of some of the images that belong to your color palette, but that give you a really good sense of your palette. And from that, there is a link to um, download, it's a one-off purchase fee, um, a fan that you can keep as an app on your phones forever. It's only a once-in-a-lifetime thing with over 100 shades of your colors. So when you go shopping, wherever you are in the world, you can literally open up that app and you will have a hundred of your best colors. So for you, it might be different shades of, you know, those blues that you love one day, and then you might want to put them with your purples or whatever it's going to be. They're all going to be there rolling and scrolling down your fan forever that belong to you. So you can choose your favorites. You can combine them. You can do whatever you like with them. And they'll be from the softer right the way through to the stronger. And I'm really excited about that. So Basically, the book is a guide. You get your colors, you understand your palette, and then put this lovely app onto your phones. And then visually, you will have that forever and you won't need to carry the book around. You will have that on your phone. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. I think it's a so great thing for me to be able to offer all the readers. It, it's, it's a kind of natural progression. You've got to be able to see the colors but I really didn't want to put it in a book that would age, that would get ruined, that was bulky to take out with you. I wanted it to be digital and available anywhere. Right, and with four co- the four-color printing process, it's very difficult to make sure that that color matches and is consistent across print. It's so difficult, Christy. It really, really is, and I know that because we create our own fans, you know, at school, where I teach and with the, you know, it's it's a really difficult process to be entirely accurate. And so to have an app where you've got all of those colors there that you can literally, for you buying your interiors, your makeup, your clothes, it's just there um, and uh, in all your best colors. So, and I think to have a hundred different shades to choose from for each palette is amazing. You know, that's hard to get on a, a fan. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a, a, a handheld fan. So to have it on the phone is is really key for me. Yeah, that is beautiful. Um, so is there anything else you feel like we haven't covered, haven't discussed concerning your book? Um, I think the important thing that um, for that I would like to get across to everyone now is this, this whole thing of um, self-care and how we can all look after ourselves better. I think one of the things that's come out of the last few years is our reliability on other people you know, it's been quite strong. Certainly, I, I know that, you know, when, when we had to stay in, it was I couldn't go and see my, you know, uh, my, my, my therapist, the people who helped with my acupuncture and stuff. I had to do this all myself. And 
So thinking about how we could help ourselves in ways that helped us to feel in control. So creating a color prescription to prescribe those colors that make you feel good and in doses that suit you every day became quite an important part of how I, you know, uh, understood it and tried to make it a better place for myself and for others. And so the book is a, it's a healing book. And if anybody gets some joy out of it and discovers their own happy colors and brings them into their world, then I know that I've done a good job. Wonderful. And do you have a website where we can go for more information about you, your work and what you've got coming up? I do. It's um, www.colorconsultancy, which is spelt the UK way, C-O-L-O-U-R, consultancy.co.uk. Um, and um, that has got a link to the book. If anybody wants to pre-order, order it, um, it's out 27th of May, as you know. So nice. it's available on all online sources. Um, and there's information on my other books. And um, it also does give you some information on colour psychology and some colour analysis on the website too. So there's lots there for everybody. Yes, I'm looking at it now. It's a lovely website full of oh, thank you. colours. And then there are great photos of you and all these different colors, and it really does just change the your personality. It just changes your approachability, um, just livens you up all these different colors. So it's easy to see how this works. That's really nice. Well, thank you. I um, yes, I redid it last year and felt uh, that it was really important to reflect the book, um, and and you're right. You know. Color, it's, it's not just about you having one color, it's about you having a rainbow of colors. And it's the rainbow that is so healing in its capacity to choose all those different rays at different times that make you feel good. But knowing the shades that suit you, that can make a massive difference uh, to your wardrobes. It can really save you a fortune. And I think that's, that's well-being too, is understanding that you have to live to a budget and how you do that best. And that is you know, having a wardrobe that works for you, literally works for you, whether you are, you know, at home, at work, whatever you're doing, you know, it has to work for you. Um, and, you know, you don't ever have to make those expensive mistakes again. And we've all done it. They're sitting in our wardrobes, but it doesn't have to happen again. And I think that that is, again, you know, being mindful of, of expenses and uh, where we're going in the future to be able to just have those wardrobes and just add in those bits as they come in in fashion and trends, as we've already talked about, when you fall in love with them and you know they work for you. That's really exciting, being able to build a wardrobe on the colours that make you feel good and energetically raise your vibration, and that you understand that you can control that sense of calm or energy whenever you need it. I love that. I love that. So once again, the book is A Colourful Dose of Optimism, Prescribe Your Own Happy Colors to Feel Good Now by Jules Standish. Thank you so much, Jules, for joining me today. This has been enlightening, and I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you for being such a great interview. You asked some amazing questions, and it's been an absolute pleasure, so thank you. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being.
to learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.